0: Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the mid-ult that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hi, everyone. I'm Annabelle, and I'm absolutely fine. But here's some exciting news: I'm just at the tail end of my first ever brush with cystitis. (laughs) My God, it's weird. It's such a weird and unpleasant feeling. If you Google the symptoms, it leads to all sorts of other strange and interesting um, ailments. But uh, I know the reason I'm telling you this is because it's really triggered an overshare in me. And I've been telling everybody. People have just said, you know, oh, hi, how are you? And it's a work meeting. I've gone, well, yeah, I'm, I've got cystitis.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that you're just <laughs> telling captains of
0: industry that you have, you know, I've well, got cystitis. They don't tend to be the sort of people I have work meetings with, but I certainly would. Telling the women, and the women, the outpouring of empathy and sisterhood, oh my God, poor you, and then sharing all their different remedies. But um, what I did discover uh, yesterday morning, when I realised that this awful, twisty, strange, needing to pee, but being unable to pee feeling wasn't going anywhere was that I discovered Boots Online Doctor because I just thought, OK, I don't want this going to my kidneys or doing whatever sinister shit cystitis does. So I also can't be bothered to try and get on the uh, you know phone queue for the NHS doctor at 8am when they open, hang around for 40 minutes, get cut off, get told there are no appointments, get told I've got to do it online, then get told my online login doesn't work, but they can't go. And just, you know, I would have just, the stress would have been worse than the cystitis. So I logged on to Boots Online Doctor, and I listed my symptoms, and they wrote back and said, right, we'll get a doctor to review it. And an hour later, there was a prescription for an antibiotic waiting for me at my local Boots, which I then picked up with no, brushed off in my lunch break, picked it up with no fuss at all, 23 quid. And it's worked in 24 hours.
1: There's so much amazingness. One, that it's like that it'd be cured so quickly, but two, that you can actually access a service that's efficient and will deliver the result that you're looking for.
0: Not infuriating. So every cloud... Unlike
1: me on the phone the other day to try and get a repeat prescription, which took, what was it, 27 minutes? Oh, more, I think. In uh, your number one position. I was like, oh
0: my God, for how long? I know, you were number one position for about 18 minutes. Whoever was was in front of you had a lot
1: to say. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, hi, I'm Emily. I'm absolutely fine, but it turns out I don't like chewing. (laughs) It really (laughs) does. We have discovered this by a process of elimination. First of all, it started long, long ago when I don't like... I'm banned from eating yoghurt in my house because the noise that I make, the kind of old lady noise that I make, and I can't sort of... It sort well, it's of, a
0: proper sort of, sort of, sort of masticating noise. Yes. And I thought You told me that, and I thought, how mean that she's not allowed to eat yoghurt <laughs> in her own house, until...
1: One day I was eating yoghurt, and Annabelle was like... Oh. No, it was raspberries. No, but the raspberries is a subsequent... Because you you said oh, I can see why you've been banned from yoghurt in the house because I was eating yoghurt. Anyway, lately we have discovered that also annoying is the way that I eat raspberries because I don't chew them, I sort of mulch them. The
0: only way I can find to describe them (laughs) is to say that you mulch your food. And
1: (laughs) I said, oh my God, why are you mulching those raspberries? And I was thinking about all the other ways and I do actually have since been observing and I don't like biting into things. I just, I like to kind of clamp it down and kind of, you You don't
0: like chewing.
1: No, so I don't like chewing. You like to mulch and suck. And I think it must be back in the days when I had really bad... Do you remember I went through a really bad period of having, like, root canals and, like, awful teeth? And I, I just don't like, kind of, excess contact with my teeth. You had a kind of les Mis tooth extraction. Yes, I did. I did, I did. Like, I did. knee on the chest, pull your teeth out? Yeah, and also pull yourself together, kind of, like, vibe. Oh, <gasps> dear.
0: God. I mean, don't worry about My the mulching, h- because I, I just think that... Uh, no, but it's just fucking weird, though, isn't it? Someone who doesn't like to chew? Well, I say don't worry about mulching, but please don't do it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yes, I mean, yes, it's weird, but I mean... We're all fucking weird at the moment. Don't you find you're constantly thinking to yourself, is is it just me or are we all truly weird at the moment? I think we sort of, we chew on that. It's it's a question that feeds our own internal parasite of loneliness. Is it just me? Is it just me? Is it just me? But particularly at the moment, um, you know, at the sort of sharp end of of 2023, look around, because it's never just you. Think about all those years we spent trying to fit in, or maybe... Cultivate our own unique, stylized brand of oddity. I mean, what a waste of time. The energy that we threw away wondering if we were lovable enough. And all those boxes, you know, children of the 90s or whatever, teenagers of the 90s, and we thought that we had to be professional, ambitious, presentable. Uh, but here we are, and we are genuinely weirder than ever before. So when you find yourself asking that question, is it just me? Just know it's not just you, it's never just you.
1: I know, do you remember you just want to be normal? Like, please, 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 or, or please don't let them notice how yeah. weird I am, and now it's like I am just fully weird. Yeah. And we all have these ticks and pulses of weirdness, don't we? Yeah, we assume
0: they're just our very own, but we've all got them. So, because we were feeling so strange, because our behaviour was getting quite odd, <laughs> um, <laughs> we did um, some re- research over Instagram, and it turns out that the intersections in the Venn diagram of weirdness are reassuringly healthily populated the first thing we discovered is that talking to ourselves is way up there right you know from narrating the tale of our own imminent and tragic demise i mean more of that later to just saying what we see right em
1: yeah like church cow
0: bus horses yeah yeah (laughs) reading road signs aloud, or or reading i often read shop signs aloud to myself because we are after all always looking for signs universe send me a sign so that feels quite normal But then a lot of you talk to us about your earworm territory. One of you, Mimi Ha Ha He He is her handle, um, has had Believe by Cher on a loop in her head for many years. And others, including you, I think, Em, are sort of stuck in the quicksand of childhood advert jingles. So
1: if I hear the word club in any context, like any, any context... It is like as in she was clubbed to death or, or whatever, <laughs> or let's go to a club. I always go, if you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, join our club. Automatic reflex.
0: Yeah, because we are outwardly weird these days <laughs> rather than secretly weird, presumably you actually sing it. Like I just did, yeah. yeah because there's a lot of thinking and singing out loud. I and I, and I I wonder why, and I wonder if it could be that the world feels so fractured and and we feel so kind of disenfranchised, that we have to make a noise to reassure ourselves of our very existence,
1: you know, for fear that we might otherwise just cease to be. So when we're saying church, cow, pub, horses, it's almost like a sort of validation, it's like a sort of existential, like, creed occur. Exactly
0: that. I mean, um, I love this existential creed occur. This came on Instagram um, via Shaleen Smith Peterson Church. Every day on her walk to work, she sings out loud the grand old Duke of York. <laughs> which I think is excellent because it's so rousing and, 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 it, and it, 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 it leads you to believe it's accompanied by marching and it's fantastically infantile and I might
1: try it. There was also Nathan James Page who is so desperate for connection that they visualise every inanimate object they see with googly cartoon eyes. Like, hello, Mr. Postbox.
0: Yes, and Ma 21 on Instagram echoed that sentiment because because she said, faces, faces everywhere. <laughs> and I love it. It's, you know, this, this, this sort of cheerful weirdness. You know, she's saying, light switches, doorknobs, cheese graters. Wonderfully, wonderfully, cheerfully weird, except it did turn a bit sinister when she continued always watching
1: and our old friend Maria Dublin who's clearly some kind of scientific genius see she enlightened us by saying that this is actually a syndrome called and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right paradolia.
0: and she sees the faces too doesn't she
1: but I think it is a sign of anxiety when you see faces everywhere. I see faces in wallpaper. Yeah, do you? Yeah, and curtains. You know, uh, patterned curtains. You're yeah. like, oh, look, hello. Yeah, I
0: see faces in and clouds marble. and trees and things. Okay. Yes, marble. Marble's the gift to keep. Something like <laughs> marble. If you if you're posh enough to have a marble bathroom, that could drive you truly nuts, right? Um, there's a lot at the moment of um, so. There's the out loud talking, singing, and seeing faces, and then there's the staring. Yes, a kind of internalized. Yeah, people have been talking about how much staring they're doing or seeing. Maybe they're staring to the middle distance. Maybe they're staring at the wall. Um, you know, y- you might have noticed people, I've noticed this, and someone said this on Instagram, people just gazing at things in shops, not even touching them, not picking them up and putting them down, just staring at them. And, I mean, clearly they could just be paralysed by the yeah. astonishing cost of everything right now. But they could also have just left their brains for a minute, like a tiny... Very desperately needed holiday, except it's happening in Tesco.
1: <laughs> that great holiday destination yeah. that we all know and love. You know, there was one that I loved of all the weirdnesses, which was a way of tackling insomnia. And this is from Gail, who says, When I have insomnia, I visualize myself lying in a cave with a pack of wolves who all keep watch while I rest all warm next to their soft fur. Yeah. And crucially, she continues the visualization features no humans it 's good
0: I mean I, that suggests to me that we are at a time in our lives when wolves are less threatening than other people <laughs>
1: but i 've been trying that ever since Gail posted on our Instagram that this is, and it is incredibly soothing very it cozy. primal and must be sort of, you know, back to kind of Neolithic times, not that we were sleeping with wolves, but...
0: When, it, when was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it? Was it the 70s or 80s when there was a book, Women Running With Wolves, and yes. now it's not. It's just sleeping <laughs> with wolves.
1: <laughs> exactly. It isn't dancing with wolves, guys. It's lying down with wolves. Yes. This is where we are. And then there are weird
0: little sort of refreshing neural pathways exercises that you told us about. There's, um, there was one, one person called I Am Leanne who reads words backwards out loud all the time. <laughs> Which I think probably is quite good for your neural pathways.
1: Yes, it's probably one of those, like, forget Sudoku, just read words backwards. Read all the shit you have to read
0: backwards.
1: (laughs) Or there's Naomi Bandera, who spells things in the air with her foot, which I think, again, is probably quite a good, like, sort of focus and not not flexibility. What's the word I'm looking for? But anyway. Oh, neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. Dexterity as well. Very good for your core. Very good for your Wiggling your
0: toe around at all times.
1: Excellent. I'm um, sort of mentally was, nimble and physically nimble but there. But talking of, of physically nimble, I was delighted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is one, maybe our favourite to hear from Camilla Elwes. I mean, I'm just picturing Camilla Elwes who says, I go upstairs on all fours. I mean... was all she said. I'm a bit scared to try it because I really think it sounds addictive and I think if I started crawling up the stairs on all fours, I would never go up the stairs any other way ever again.
1: It's like being a kind of like it's unleashing your inner Labrador, isn't it? It's unleashing
0: your inner weirdo because, you know, think about it. I think maybe with all of us, our inner weirdo is bursting to be set free. She is the you who doesn't care what people think of you. You know, your inner weirdo is the freak inside you who thinks that it's OK to be you who finds it amusing when you're a bit of a dick rather than so mortifying that you're still worrying about it 4am 25 years later, who doesn't really do social humiliation, who has a sort of slightly strange take on things and nudges you to say it out loud. You know, it's like she's the bit of you, the facet of your character, that has freely evolved away from all the expectations, like a work of art. Yeah. So it's like she's she's sort of been somehow immune to, you know, your terrible father or, you know, any childhood traumas or the fear residue of the heartbreaks. You know, she's fresh and unfettered. You don't need to look after her. You don't need to sort of nurture her like your inner child, your inner orphan. And it's none of that speak. It's like she's free from therapy because she can look after her damn self, you yeah. know? She's the part of you that will always be OK. You don't need to worry about her. You can just unleash her on the world now and again to show some true you colours. And, you know, if you look at our forensic Instagram research, you can see that we're all at it. So your lovely inner weirdo is going to fit right in. I mean, we're doing some quite peculiar stuff at the moment. The talking out loud stuff, the storytelling stuff.
1: So I've long been a narrator, sort of in a monologue kind of thing. So when I used to swim lengths for example i would hear claire balding narrating in my head definitely claire balding definitely claire balding basically like an olympian and she'd be like oh look at the triumph of the human body in the aquatic environment and we're not even fish would exclaim claire now though when i get into the car or go down the street or get out of bed whatever i immediately start narrating my own demise. Of course you do. Obviously, Carrie Bradshaw voiceover. Out loud? Out loud. And it was like, if, let's say, the example is, I'm just, I'm saying to someone in the house, I'm just popping out for some lentils. That is reframed as soon as I close the door to, it was an icy Tuesday when she died. The last word they heard from her was lentils. The black ice was the last thing she saw. I mean, obviously, I don't know what black ice looked like.
0: Which is why you died, right? (laughs) We
1: clearly didn't yes. to avoid
0: it. Did the bright moon shed a tear as the enormous truck mounted... So good, mounted. That could have been written by Harry um, or his ghostwriter. Um, as the enormous truck mounted the pavement and killed me
1: instantly. Exactly. That kind of thing. Exactly. I think it's good. I, I, I feel like there's something about the way that life feels incredibly sort of precious and precarious at the moment that necessitates a kind of second thinking about what you are doing, just in case. Well, the idea that thinking it is going to protect you from
0: it happening. Yes. Yeah. So you've insured yourself yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Weird insurance. Yes. Yeah. yeah, weird insurance. I could do with a basket that I would hold whilst wandering around my house foraging for stuff.
1: <laughs> You're like a hobbit in your own home.
0: Well, it's too cold and expensive to leave the house.
1: It is so expensive to leave the house.
0: Yeah. It's like a joke. Yeah, I mean, the world's gone financially feral, so... Going out for a walk, right? Yes. What does that that cost you?
1: Well, obviously like £3.60 in an oat flat white. Yeah. We went out the other day and I bought a £4.30 pistachio croissant, I'm so ashamed. And I go for a free walk in the park that cost me £8 in parking. I mean,
0: yeah. So it's very imperative that we forage within our houses just truffling about picking up bits of food and clothing and strange things at the bottom of drawers and then making a mess and staring at them or eating them and then moving them and maybe maybe Googling them. I was Googling last night, recipe out-of-date tinned duck confit.
1: I'm also, because I can only find certain things, I spend my whole life Googling alternative too. It's like, because you, you can only find one thing that's almost like it. So is chilli flakes a good alternative substitute for red pepper flakes. Yes, will an an onion do what a shallot does? Exactly. What happens if you don't have plain flour, you only have self-raising flour? Yeah, I haven't got any parmesan, but I've got some ready-grated cheddar. Exactly, I know, that's Nothing must go to waste.
0: Nothing. Shuffling around, shuffling, shuffling like a hobbit.
1: Yeah, and also forget 2022's clarion call to shop from your own wardrobe. 2023 is about turning your home into an unbelievably shit car boot sale. Yeah, and you're
0: the only customer, right?
1: (laughs) Oh my God, I tell you the other thing, is my fantasies. Oh, go on. Well, don't get excited. I know,
0: I'm not really excited because I kind of know what's coming.
1: So do you remember having a rich internal life that basically revolved around you know, winning the lottery and buying Sicily and hanging out with Jennifer Coolidge or having very hot sex with Tom Hardy. Well, (laughs) these days, my fantasies are basically very intricate storytelling out loud that hits a completely different note. Yes, you have one
0: particular dream, don't
1: you? Okay, so picture the scene. I bump into Alastair Campbell. And then have incredibly hot sex? No. No. At the Parliament Hill Lido... Uh, OK,
0: it's already getting boring.
1: So regular listeners will know where I'm going with this. <laughs> he immediately sees that I'm a fellow cold-water bore-slash-soulmate and he suggests that we go for a dip whilst talking about politics. Um, and we swim for ages, you know, miraculously not developing hypothermia.
0: It's the thing about fantasy. <laughs>
1: and, and discuss, you know, what might sure-proof Keir Starmer's electability and yeah, but you well, know,
0: you you and Alastair would be old pros, wouldn't you? You you know, tough on politics and tough on your immune systems.
1: Yeah, and we stumble on a solution.
0: Really? So you've got the answer for Sakia. Yeah, it was fate. Your fantasy was fate. There you go. I've I've entered a, a, a weird phase where I believe that everything is because of the angels, <laughs> and I know I sound quite hard nosed and miserable, and I am. <laughs> but since as we're talking about fate, it was fate yep. that you bumped into Alistair and discovered a solution for, um, you know, Sakir's, you know, electionability or whatever. Whilst cold water swimming. Whilst cold... Oh, sorry, whilst <laughs> cold water swimming. Jesus, the relentlessness of your cold water swimming. How was the weekend? Well, I went swimming. It was two degrees. Um, I mean, I, I'm obviously clinging to my sanity by a gossamer thin thread. So every time something difficult happens... I blame myself, of course, we all do, right? I'm an idiot, I'm a fool, it's always me. But maybe the the only thing keeping me going is the idea that every time something good happens, it's thanks to the angels. (laughs) Yep, the angels, parking angels.
1: She has started talking to angels. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So
0: when I'm late for a meeting and I can't find a parking space because it's quite hard to get me out of my car, I do like to drive to places, and I'm in a fury and I'm in a sweat, if I take a break for a second, take a deep breath and say, please help me, parking angels, invariably, they do
1: and honestly the other day and I can't remember what it was but I said to you oh this amazing thing happened and you just looked at me dead in the eye and you went it was the angels and I was like okay this is very are now it's happening yeah
0: I mean yeah you know please help me find my favorite bra angels (laughs) when
1: I'm rushing out the house talking to the angels is a nice way to live do you know what else is another another nice way to live which is completely new to me. Now, I used to be one of those people when if you sent me a video of an animal doing cu- something cute, I'd be like, oh,
0: whatever. Yes, because you, you never really reacted to my panda videos that I'm so devoted to.
1: You're totally devoted. And um, I'd make all the appropriate noises and really hope that nobody could see into my soul, right? Which was flinty
0: and cold. <laughs> Everyone knows you have a flinty, cold soul. They can all tell.
1: But I feel, like, I feel like it sort of exposed this sort of like no more miss nice guy side to me that I wasn't sort of mad about the animals, apart from my dog. Anyway, dog bore. But then the other day on my Instagram feed was this footage of a baby chimpanzee having a bath. And it did something to me. Like, seriously, and now, honestly, my Instagram feed is 99% animals,
0: Do you think creatures? that we're trying to sort of suck endorphins through a screen by perving at tiny creatures? <laughs>
1: yes, it's like these, it's so extraordinary.
0: Pandas, micro kittens. Honestly,
1: baby porcupines. Jesus. Super cute. I the don't hits, like the otters. The though. hits just
0: keep coming. You've got to think about otters. What is it about? You think they're rapey, don't you? No, no,
1: they're rapey and they're paedophiles. What, and they they're... rape each other and they rape their babies? No, they're necrophiliacs, sorry. Oh, God. Okay, yes. oh my God. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Otters are terrible. They're very very fiercely protected. Well, I'm just saying. I, I like like all the cute animals except for the otters.
0: Do you think there's a German word for except for the otters? <laughs> I love all the German words. <laughs> no. The Germans were really good at this shit at, at finding words to say the virtually unsayable, weren't they?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, wouldn't it be
0: helpful if we always had a useful word or phrase in German on the tip of our tongues? To describe like the subtleties and nuances of all this madness and weirdness.
1: Yeah, like Weltschmerz, which is that Is that real? Yes. What's it, does it means mean? That world weariness sensation. Ah, oh, Weltschmerz. Yeah. Okay. And there's another really good one as well, which is Game it got aber gay, which means go with God but just go. <laughs> oh, that's, that's like imploring, isn't yeah. it? For God's sake, just
0: go. Just please, please God, go. You show me that. Gehr mit Gott aber gay it's when, for when we want to be left so it alone. So means go
1: safely, like go with God, like, you know, we yeah, approve yeah, of your yeah. leaving, but make sure you fucking go. Yeah, 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 as long as you're gone. It's a really good one. And then obviously, you know, our personal favourite, right, which is Walden weirdo schnitzel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which means, presumably, unleash your inner weirdo. How did you know? Well, I think regular German speakers will know that this is not a real compound word. Is it weird that we actually were moved to make up German compound words? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? cares? All these flavours of weirdness. Maybe for some of our weirdnesses, we could do with a bit more support. (laughs) We could come together with like-minded weirdos to seek solace in in, in a support group.
1: Yeah, but there's a Mm never-ending amounts of conditions that we need support groups for yeah the things that make you feel alone yes how about a support group for people who can't make plans in advance but also think spontaneous or last minute plans are a bit of an outrage
0: yes i have a stress test for that which is never put anything in your diary that you wouldn't want to do tonight
1: such good advice because
0: even if someone says come and see madonna you think yay in october or whenever it is
1: okay which by the way anybody who wants to take annabelle and i to madonna in october yes please that would be fine sold out 600 quid for
0: the worst ticket but yay go girl but even though you think you know oh it's october would you want to go to the o2 presumably it's at or wherever to see madonna tonight
1: yes oh i don't know if i would I mean, this I mean actually spontaneity makes me feel completely like that as said at the moment I said it, it sent some terrible signal to my brain and I started having a panic I'm now really hot.
0: Well, I think that might be because I think one of the reasons that spontaneity is off the table is because <clears throat> you had a panic because you just said yes to the idea of something and we have still a very muscular no reflex that's hanging around Since lockdown, you remember when we came out of lockdown and the idea of... Some people just sailed out into the world, ready, you know, hungry to embrace it all. And a lot of us were still nervy about whether we had regained our capacity to do stuff. So you say yes to something, you do something spontaneous, then you have to deal with the idea of disrupting a very delicate balance. Yeah.
1: And, you know, for me as well, it's that calm that descends around 5pm when you know it's, you know, clear blue water between you and your bed. Apart from obviously all the shit,
0: yeah, laundry bills. I mean, you know, late also, night emails.
1: Also, also the fact that I say yes, I'd go to Madonna at the O2 tonight is is hilarious, given the unbelievably boring planning routine conversation we had this morning. We had a
0: conversation this morning, and Emily described um, her. I, I did ask to be fair <laughs> to me. I, I was in this case. She was asking for it, probing. listeners. I was probing because I was saying, asking her about. Cold showers and hair washing, sorry. <laughs> but she actually has all this mapped out. So tell me, what's your hair washing slash shower
1: weekly sort diary? So Monday I have a warm shower and I wash my hair. You have a warm shower because you wash your exactly. hair. Exactly. Right, okay. And I wash my hair on Mondays. So and your Thursdays. self-flagellation
0: doesn't actually stretch to cold hair washing oh, yet.
1: I have I'm not quite at cold hair washing yet. So it's only a matter of time. <laughs> I don't know if I will be able to manage it. I'll try. I'll tell you, and I'll Please report don't back. Try. <laughs> So Monday is a warm shower hair wash. Exactly. Tuesday, Wednesday are cold showers because I'm not washing my hair. Thursday, I go into another office and so I wash my hair out of politeness and I have a warm shower. Friday is a cold shower. Right. And then Saturday and Sunday are warm baths.
0: You're allowed baths at the weekend? Yes. I mean, it is depressing, but I also completely understand. The fewer surprises, the better, right?
1: It's so depressing to, to think that that, you know... I mean, I'm not sure I was ever a girl who flew to New York at the weekend on a whim, but the idea that that would interfere with my cold water bath schedule
0: <laughs> is just too much. Well, does it never ever cross your mind on, let's say, a, a, a Tuesday night after a really difficult day, then it might be nice to have a bath?
1: Yes, very occasionally, but mostly I. it's not like you with your three baths a day. I do not have three (laughs) baths a
0: day. Not anymore, not since the price of heating and water's gone up.
1: No, obviously. And even if I did want to have a bath, I feel like it would sort of disrupt my plan for the evening. And I think I'm just too controlling at this stage. I mean, I I completely,
0: completely and passionately understand because I'm now so determined not to be disrupted in the evening that I put my phone on aeroplane mode. I don't want any more information any more stimulation I don't want to be available I just feel like I'm closed for business and I find it really soothing to know that the phone can't ring it's like I've entered my do not disturb era
1: there you are actually you can see it sometimes when you don't want to be deviated from what you're doing with working you do kind of get a kind of physical do not disturb vibe (laughs) that's (laughs) cosy
0: like please don't approach her she might get angry
1: well no but it's not it's not hostile it's just just focused Mm. yes so maybe we need a support group for people who are living with people who have do not disturb on
0: yes exactly like it's not personal
1: exactly they just
0: need a bit of time to regroup to go inside themselves
1: they're just focusing yeah they're just I mean there's there must be infinite things that we need support groups for
0: well, I mean, I know what you could do with the support group Oh,
1: my God, for. oh, my God, oh, my God. OK, here, literally, all right. This is a
0: day-to-day problem for you, isn't it?
1: I need a support group for people who still want to drive but hate parking and will drive, I mean, to another postcode slash, like, country in order to avoid parallel parking. Or, you know, it's permanently saying things like, I can't possibly go there, where will I park? But yeah. I love to, I like to be in the car. I like to drive. When you say that, the
0: last time you drove me somewhere, you scream drove. You screamed with fear at your own driving okay. while we drove. Okay. Yes, it was a while ago. It was when such I. such say- It
1: was like when we were 28. No, it was, we were at least 32. Off. No, I, come on. That's still 17 years ago. Just yes, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> could be anything. Anyway, but I do, I really, really hate parking and I hate myself for hating parking. Don't
0: and hate I, yourself for hating parking. I do, parking. I feel like
1: it's pathetic.
0: It's a terrible reason to hate yourself. Well, I mean, there isn't. I mean, a... There are better reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're about to
1: tell me. No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I don't think you should hate yourself for anything. I think you're perfect. Oh, um, well. I would like a support group for people who want to be a person who goes to the theatre but just Isn't a person who goes to the theatre. You fucking went to the theatre! Yeah, I fucking did. I went last week. You saw the show that everybody is talking about. I saw the Liz Kingsman one-woman show, which was so funny and so brilliant and so rousing and so knowing and also an hour and 10 minutes without an interval. (laughs) But the trouble is, that's the only theatre I can see, really, is comedy or musicals. If I go and try and see proper theatre, like at the moment, oh, sensational, Paul Mescal in a streetcar named Desire. And as, as Emily just said, the 350-year-old woman just said, do we really need another streetcar named Desire? But when that I is see what a, I said. It is. When I see a proper play, I find myself looking at the actors and think, I think, oh, come on, you're grown-ups. <laughs> 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 that's so- and they're going, oh, he shouldn't have got that haircut. Oh, dear, you know, and everyone else is standing up going, oh, bravo, bravo, and I'm thinking, oh, dear, it's a bit embarrassing, all this sort of, you know, exclaiming, and uh, anyway. I, th- I awful, mean, honestly, awful, you're, d- you're talking
1: to the woman who who left, like, Kevin Spacey. I know we're not supposed to talk about him, but anyway, Kevin Spacey's, like, seminal Richard um, at the Old Vic, but h- left halfway through because she's too Jerusalem tired. I left
0: Jerusalem after the first <laughs> interval, and I think there were three intervals. <laughs> Jerusalem was, like the greatest play of all time the original one which was probably 10 years ago I'd just been through a breakup and I could no way sit with my discomfort sitting in that (laughs) theatre
1: anyway oh oh, god there we go so there we go but I'd like to be I love the arts I love reading plays I love the, the idea of it but do you? Yeah. When did you last read a play? I was 17. (laughs) For your A-levels, right? The other day. Macbeth. (laughs) No, but I did go through a phase of reading all the Tennessee Williams plays. I just don't want to go and see Streetcar. No, nor do I. I
0: I completely agree. (laughs) Do you
1: fancy Paul Mescal? Uh, I don't know. I did fancy him in Normal People, but I don't fancy him... You don't fancy the idea of seeing him on the stage? <laughs> no, so I, know what you mean. I don't. I'm not sure I like his mullet. There you go. See, 70-year-old woman saying, look at his hair.
0: She's not haircut. Your husband, Chris, and I need a support group. <laughs> oh, God. Can you guess See, what it's this for? this is an attack. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's an attack on your personality. Why do you think <laughs> your husband, Chris, and I need to go together to a support group? What would that support group be for?
1: Is it anything to do with my propensity for leaving things open? leaving one thing in particular open. For you, I think that is the, the major trigger. I mean, she opens the fridge
0: <laughs> and then she walks around the kitchen and <laughs> goes and has a conversation, answers her phone, the fridge is open. I can see the cold <laughs> pouring out, the food going rough and the electricity being wasted. And still she's talking and smiling and being marvellous. The fridge, the fridge is open. Why, what about Chris?
1: Oh, I just He just thinks that I leave all the cupboards... When I'm in the kitchen cooking, I leave everything open, like the dishwasher. Why? And the, well, I just want to have access, easy access to things. That's
0: what you think. I think that you are angrier than you know... <laughs> And it's a really some slightly pathetic act of rebellion. I'll just leave this drawer a bit open because I'm not going to say what I really think. I'm just going to leave the drawer open.
1: This is a woman who will has specific days to wash her hair. Maybe that's why I'm just raging against the machine, but yes. secretly, so I'm taking it out on Chris and the cupboards. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Maybe you need an outlet that isn't cold water swimming. No. <laughs> no. You just don't want to hear me talking about it anymore. That's different. You need a support group for people who hang out with, people who cold water swimming.
0: What I actually need is a support group for people who get invitations to usually all women's birthday parties. Maybe a big one, a 40th or a 50th. I've got one on Friday. And a text came through and it said, be prepared to say a few divine words. A support group for people who are attending an event where they've been asked to be prepared to say a few words about the birthday person or the host... I don't know what to do. I don't want. I, I. can't make. I'm really bad at that stuff. But I'm also scared of being the asshole who says a flat no. I'm never scared of being the asshole who says a flat no. But in this instance, I am. I think you should pull something
1: out of your bra that will be have a really what, good like, effect. Like like a a white dove. <laughs> no, like a speech, oh but like here's something I prepared earlier. Will you
0: help me write it? Yes. Of okay. I'm in a bit, of a bit of a panic, so we're going to go. Emily's going to help me write a few <laughs> divine words. We'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening to all of our,
1: you know, nonsense. Yes, and stay weird, please. Thank you. Yes, stay weird, beauties. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midot. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe.